And one of the most powerful things I think in music is when you can relate to it, right? Like we all remember when we're a teenager and we hear that song that we feel like, oh, someone out there understands my soul. And that feeling of really not being alone is so powerful. And we can really get that through music with the melody and the lyrics together, especially if it's like literally about you and based on stuff that you said and based on things that you feel, it can really be so therapeutic in a way that you can only understand if you've experienced it in a way. Hello, hello, and welcome back to Seek the Joy podcast. Happy Seek the Joy Tuesday. I'm your host, Sydney Weiss, and on the podcast today is Hannah Francis. She's a singer-songwriter who is obsessed with self-help and believes that you can be a little happier right now with the intentional use of music, both by experiencing and creating it. Her songs, blog, newsletter, podcast, YouTube, and song sessions are all really rooted in the belief that music is a form of therapy and self-hypnosis. She consciously uses the power of song to, with your permission through these song sessions, elevate you up the emotional ladder. And so in today's episode, Hannah and I talk about using music and songwriting as this incredible form of therapy and the healing power of music and expression and how we can really use music to bring us back to our joy. We dive into this concept of climbing the emotional ladder and how we can do so through music. And I think this is really a part of the episode and conversation you're going to love and really resonate with. And we also talk about Hannah's journey into self-help and mindfulness, building the candle at both ends and why it's so important, the connection between vulnerability and control. And Hannah gives us a sneak peek into her songwriting process. We also talk about the lessons that Hannah has learned through music and her new offering, which is these blooming soul song sessions. Hannah shares with us her practice for creating intentional space and how we can do so through music. Plus, we talk about her biggest dream and so much more. Now more than ever, I just think it's so important that we have reliable resources that we can turn to. And that's where today's sponsor, BetterHelp, comes in. So I would love to share with you a little bit more about BetterHelp. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. And it's easy and free to change counselors if you don't think the person you've matched with is a good fit. And no matter where you're listening to Seek the Joy podcast right now, you can also use BetterHelp because the service is available for people worldwide too. I just think it's so valuable to talk to someone about what it is that you're going through, whether that's anxiety, depression, grief, loss, changes at work, or friendship dynamics or relationships, or you want to talk about the challenges of the last couple of years. And BetterHelp offers a broad range of expertise in their counselor network. So you'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions too, which I still think is a game changer. I really want you to live a happier, more joyful, and just ease-filled life. That's why I share these conversations with you. And so I'm just excited to share that as a listener of Seek the Joy podcast, you will get 10% off your first month by going to betterhelp.com slash seekthejoy. Join over 1 million people and counting taking charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash seek the joy. The link will also be included in our show notes. So Hannah and I recorded this conversation back in December and at the time Spotify Wrapped had just come out and I was really looking at the music that had really summed up my 2021 and it got me thinking about the power of music in general to create emotion and feeling and connection and healing uh, around certain moments and milestones in our lives and I can truly associate certain songs and music and genres with different moments in my life. And so I was so happy 
to have this conversation with Hannah to talk about music as this form of therapy to heal us and connect us and allow us to bloom and blossom. And I would just love to hear about the role of music in your life. And if there's a particular song that really makes you happy or excited or that you resonate with a powerful time in your life. So make sure to join the conversation on our social media channels, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. We are at Seek the Joy Podcast everywhere. Whether you're listening on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, wherever, hit follow, subscribe, leave a five-star rating and review. What else do I have to tell you? Oh, no new episode next week. There will not be a new episode of Seek the Joy podcast. It is a break week next week for the show, but we'll be right back here on March 22nd with a brand new episode. So without further ado, let's dive into this one with Hannah Francis. Hannah, this is going to be such a fun conversation. We met by way of our mutual friend, Leah Van Doren, who was on the podcast um, earlier, not earlier. She was like late 2021. I don't know what time is anymore, Um, but this is going to be so much fun. And I'm so happy to meet you and record with you. You're this beautiful songwriter. And right now, where are you based? Are you in Tuscany? I'm in Tuscany right now. Yeah. We just moved here a few weeks ago. And I moved to Italy at the end of the summer. So this is like very new here. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. I mean, I guess I think I have to ask you, like, what is it like? I mean, you're traveling the world right now, right? What, how has Italy been so far? Like, I don't know. I'm, I'm in LA, which is not a bad place to be, but I'm a little jealous. I'm not going to lie. I'm jealous of you. I feel like I love California. Like the reason or a big reason that we moved here was we wanted to move to a place like California. Mm. We meaning my boyfriend and I. And so we were like, but we wanted to stay in Europe. So Italy is pretty close to California, but it's in Europe. So I mean, <laughs> that's funny that yeah. you say that. But yeah, I'm so happy to be here. And thank you so much for having me. I'm so glad that we connected. But yeah, it's been such an interesting time here in Italy because mm-hmm. I've moved here. So that's a little bit different psychologically. Um, and I haven't moved to a place that I had never really had a connection with before. Mm -hmm. So this is like really new to me and I'm really lucky because my boyfriend, he's Italian. So that really helps. He can set everything up, but it's also like, it's just really interesting. Also the dynamics different because Mm -hmm. now we're in his home country Mm -hmm. instead of us both being foreigners. So it's really, it's a really interesting time and I really, I'm loving it. And it sounds like the food, especially the food. I can only imagine the food. It's so interesting because I know so much of your work is based upon, um, self-help and really diving into the world of self-help and using music to do so music as a sense and form of therapy. And I know you say this so that we can be a little bit happier, you know, right now with the intentional use of music. And so I'm curious, as you're moving around the world and you're experiencing different cultures, um, and now, you know, you're not, you and your boyfriend and you're in your, his home country. I mean, how has music continued to support you as you make these travels and put yourself out there in new ways? Because I think it's so interesting and, and just so beautiful how music can be this beautiful companion on your journey. 100%. It's like, yeah, like you said, it's a companion and it's such a beautiful support and it's really like the common thread that weaves my life together in mm-hmm. a way. And I'm the type of person who I get obsessed with songs. Like if there's one song that really resonates with me, I need to listen to it hundreds of times. <laughs> it's so I need to use headphones because otherwise it really bothers whoever's around me because yeah. it's really obnoxious, but I really feel like I need I, I hear something different every time I listen to it. And there are certain songs that make me feel a certain way that I want to really feel. Mm. And so those particular songs stay with me or I listen to them every day and I like jam out basically. Mm. Okay. So what <laughs> so are some of those songs? What are some of those songs that you've got on repeat right now? Because um, you and I recording in December for context for everyone listening and Spotify wrapped just came out. And mine is a little bit hilarious um, in the sense that apparently I listen to the same songs over and over and over and over again. So I'm curious, Hannah, like, what have you been listening to like hundreds of times? 
lately. My kind of girl. You're my kind of girl. Yes. I need, I need your list too. We'll send um, it to you. Yes, please. It's been, so there's literally like a few songs. Um, Portugal, the man's feel it still. Do you know that song? No, but I'm going to literally listen to it right after this you, recording. You're going to jam out to it. It is, it's really great energy and it just makes you, it kind of makes my body move and it, it feels like really playful and light mm-hmm. and, but like sneaky. I don't know. I really, really love that energy. And another one, um, I just made a reel with this music cause I'm just obsessed. Um, I think her name is, yes, it's Tyla Jane. Mm. The song is called energy. It's very light and playful and is it sort of like whimsical? sparse. Yes, it's sort of whimsical and like kind of sparse melodically and very like hmm. like little yeah. very bright. Yeah. And I also really love the lyrics. It's very simple, very grounded, and also about like working on yourself and like basically mm-hmm. self-help. So that's mm-hmm. very on brand. Um and then I have to mention um Okay, just two more songs. One more. Red Hot Chili Peppers down in California. Uh-huh. Because that Classic. one I can just like, yeah. Yes, totally. I don't know why. That one just really hit me in a different way this summer. And then mm-hmm. I was just obsessed. And then a song that I'm sure you do, I'm for sure, I'm certain that you don't know. By Saban Bayramovich called Maki Maki. It's a Balkan song. That I so. for sure don't know. That I for sure don't know. What this this is such a beautiful, like eclectic, is I don't know if that's the right word, but just interesting mix of different genres and and music that I think it's so interesting because we can either I think connect to the lyrics or the rhythm of a song mm-hmm. and feel mm-hmm. that deep connection, either the rhythm, the beats, the so this is me trying to like articulate myself in a in a in a way, but I'm not able to do it at the moment, but I think, you know what I mean, where it just moves you to move and then either the lyrics, or maybe it's also the lyrics that you feel a deep connection to, uh, that speak to a moment in time or something that you're experiencing. And I'm curious for you, like, as you embark on this journey, um, and you are sharing the power of music in this way and also deeply connecting to it for you, is it the rhythm? Is it the lyrics? Is Is it everything that you feel that deep connection to that's helped you on this journey? It's definitely everything. The combination is so potent. And sometimes you need more of one and sometimes you need more of the other. Like sometimes you need to really get into your body and that's when the Balkan stuff is really good. Mm -hmm. And then sometimes you would like to make sort of a cohesion. Is that Mm -hmm. a verb? Good. Um, (laughs) You and I are both doing well this morning. I'm like cohesion. I think so. Like when it becomes cohesive, like the two blend together. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes, exactly. We got it. The verb of cohesive, whatever that is. I'm, and this is also particularly embarrassing considering the next point I was going to make. So I really like it when they work together. Yes. But as a writer, I focus more on the words. Mm. <laughs> so that's really what's most, not most important to me, but most compelling to me. The one that I can, I feel like I work with more mm-hmm. and I actually just realized very recently that I think that's because like with the lyrics, it's more of an exercise, a mental exercise. Mm -hmm. And then with the music, it's maybe more of a physical exercise. So that's a little bit more difficult because you can't really make choices. It either Mm -hmm. happens or it doesn't, you know, Mm -hmm. it creates itself in a way, but with words, it feels like maybe you have more of a conscious participation in that. Yeah. I'm, I'm curious, when did you start diving into this world of self-help and um, personal development? And because I think we all have um, like a spark, so to speak, or like a kicking off, jumping off point. So I'm curious when that was for you. A breaking point. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was going to use that phrase, but I didn't want to go like, I didn't want to go there. Do you know what I mean? Because sometimes it feels like it is a breaking point. Like for a lot of people, it's a dark night of the soul. For others, it's like, I feel like I'm literally going to snap in half. And then you decide, okay, I need to make a change. So yeah. Okay. Breaking point. When was that moment that then you were like, I've got to start working and diving in. Well, I feel like I've always throughout my life done little played mental games with myself, which in retrospect has been like self-help exercises. Mm -hmm. Um, 
but when I really consciously started working on it was in my early twenties when I was living in Sweden. I lived there for all of my twenties basically. Mm. And it was just so, so depressing (laughs) for many reasons. It's one of which is that there's literally no sunshine for Mm. like many, many months. Winter And even if, yes, it's super rough. So it's just like dark as night at 2 PM. And it's, it's difficult for your body to balance itself. Yeah. So I blame it partially on that, but it was also honestly just my crazy childhood that I had not processed yet. Mm. And then in college was just drinking so much and directly after college also. And then I had a friend who pointed out to me, Hey, maybe the drinking is kind of a -hmm. problem. And I didn't, I didn't realize that I was like, no, I'm just fun. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like this is, nope, it's not fun. This is very sad. Something more. Yeah. Yeah. There was a lot of stuff that I had not processed. So it took me years. It's, I mean, it's still happening, but it really took me years and years and years of like literally every day, like almost being a, like obsessed with it. I say in my podcast that I'm obsessed with self-help. It's true (laughs) because also I could feel once I got into it, I could feel the improvements. I could feel how the things that used to bother me didn't or how something that I didn't understood, I finally did, or just learning how to harness the power of my own mind. I mean, I, I also like to say like building the candle at both ends where you're working on healing your trauma, but you're also working on like expanding your joy. So like you're maybe digging up stuff, but then you're also planting stuff Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) because so many people I think either do more of one than the other. They're either like focusing all on their problems and they're not working on their joy yeah, or vice versa. And also music is honestly a really great way it all really naturally ties back. It really, music is a great way to do both because you can really be happy and also process your emotions at Mm. the same time. Mm -hmm. So that's really when also music became front and center for me because I was so, so lonely and music was so important to me. And I really wanted to like write a good song. So channeling that desire and my emotions like together Mm-hmm. was like did some sort of magic and it was really mm-hmm. really helpful and I just kept doing that and I'm still doing it and mm-hmm. the lifelong journey yeah. the lifelong yeah. journey I love what you said that you started to build the candle at both ends so much we of the time we hear the expression about burning the candle at both ends that's really when you're in that space of burnout and stretching yourself too far and taking on too much and not um, pouring into yourself in a way that allows you to sustain yourself. So building the candle at both ends means processing your emotions, processing your experiences. And then on the other end, allowing yourself to still pour into yourself, to experience your joy, to um, expand. I really love that you said that because I don't think we hear too often people talking about how they started to build that candle at both ends, especially coming from a space of burnout not really facing yourself, maybe trying to escape your emotions or your experiences. And I love what you said that music really allowed you to do that. And you talk so much, I know, in your work about climbing the emotional ladder. And so I'm curious, mm-hmm. how can we use music to, to help us do that? And, and maybe a good, actually a better question to start is, what, what do you mean when you talk about this emotional ladder? Maybe we can give people a little bit more context as to what that is. And then, and then let's talk about the world, the role of music and all of that. Yeah, totally. I love the emotional ladder. It's so important because sometimes people feel like emotions are black and white or your state of being is like positive or negative, but obviously there's so many shades of that and we can hold multiple things at once. So once we've identified something like, okay, I feel depressed or I feel powerless. Well, that's really bad. Okay. So, but maybe feeling angry is better than that because at least then you have power. So of course you don't want to stay angry forever, Mm -hmm. but moving up the emotional ladder means that you're 
moving towards like self-actualization and full, being a fully integrated human basically and climbing the ladder towards happiness because mm-hmm. with each step you kind of fill in the pieces. Mm-hmm. And I think people would really benefit to know that going from one negative emotion to another can actually be really good and that that's okay. You don't mm-hmm. have to get from where you are to the end today. That mm-hmm. is first of all it's just impossible and it's going to make you feel terrible if you don't understand that it's impossible. So just to really break it down into the smallest yeah. increments. So for me, like my best example of this is I have a song called My Gun is Loaded. So <laughs> um, this song, it's a very angry song mm. and almost like very like vindictive and like revenge filled. But for me, it was so good. It was really leading me to a brighter place, even though it was a very dark song because it gave me power. It gave me back my power. And I was standing on my own two feet from my perspective, you know, in my own strength and standing up for myself. So for a lot of people, and also we see this a lot, I think in society where people perhaps feel hurt or taken advantage of or sad. And then that comes out as anger. And actually, I think that's actually a good thing. I think it's good if people are angry versus they feel powerless. Hmm. I think what you said is so valuable because the truth is, is as you're climbing this ladder, as you're moving through difficult and different emotions, and for some of us, even joy, um, a state of peace, happiness, love, those can often feel like difficult emotions too. The stuff that's negative, quote unquote negative, anger, disappointment, sadness, et cetera, sometimes those are emotions that feel easier to step into, easier to be in. And so the fact that you're allowing yourself to move is huge. And the fact that you're allowing yourself to expand beyond what feels comfortable in that moment is huge. And as you were sharing, I kept thinking, but maybe so much of this emotional ladder, this emotional spectrum is about allowing yourself to express yourself wherever it is you are right now. So you talking about that song and how it's, you know, about revenge, there's a bit of vengeance in there, rage, anger, et cetera. How beautiful, because you allowed yourself to express where you were in that very moment. And so music, it sounds like, is that vehicle for expression to allow yourself to not only experience where you are right now, to either express it because you're writing or singing or sharing the music or you're listening to it, and then it allows you to process your emotions to move to whatever is next for you. And for all of us, it's going to be different. How beautiful. I love what you shared. It's so, so valuable because we often don't think about music this way. Exactly. No, I love, I love that. And that's the most important thing. I think Mm -hmm. literally is the Mm -hmm. self-acceptance meeting yourself where you are right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So this brings me to something I wanted to ask you too, which is about something that you talk about all the time as well as like music as this form of therapy. And I know you're a songwriter and I'm curious as you sit down and you write your songs and, and what is that process even like, first of all, but then I'm also curious, like, as you begin to process, I would imagine your emotions and your experiences through songwriting. Um, how do you feel on the other end? Like, what is that experience like? It's the best. (laughs) (laughs) It feels amazing. (laughs) It's really like, I can't, I can't even really describe it. It's really the best feeling. It's like, you know, when you see a perfect flower and you're like, wow, that's the perfect flower. Mm. But like you made the flower in your head in like an hour. And it's like, it, I, I don't know the best metaphor. There, that's a terrible metaphor. It kind of sounds euphoric almost. Like Yes, it's like, euphoric, 100%. Yeah, like when you looked at me and you were like, oh, it's the best. And I just thought, oh my God, it has to definitely be like euphoric, like maybe sort of like out of body because I, yeah. I, yeah, it's like almost like you're alchemizing, right? Like your experiences or, or finding a way to express it. And you're like, oh, this is the 100%. best. 100%, yes. And it's such a relief. Yeah. Too, because usually I used to write only when I felt emotionally compelled to write. And I have mm. recently over the summer 
realize that you can actually sit down and choose to be inspired basically whenever. So with that in mind, anyway, usually when you sit down to write a song, there is an internal desire. There's a longing of something to express. There's a feeling and you know, there's all these like little moving parts that are related and you're not sure how they're going to fit together yet. And usually for me, then I get my guitar out. And then usually if I have some sort of melodic structure, then the words just fill in. Mm -hmm. But very often I will have one opening line. This is my favorite. And when I have an opening line that is perfect and then I write it down and everything flows from there and the rhythm and the melody suggests itself with the words and their rhythm. And that's, it's like magical. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Sometimes I really, I don't feel like I'm doing it. And that's the thing when people are like, how do you do it? I'm like, I'm not sure, but (laughs) I create the space for it to happen. I think Mm -hmm. that's really one of the biggest keys to life in general, but also songwriting is just having the intention. And even if you don't have a specific vision, then being aware of where there's space to be filled in. I love this quote. um, When the question is clear, the answer will come. So at least knowing what question you have, even if you don't have the answer and knowing what feeling you have, and then just sitting down and allowing there to be space for it to emerge. That is, and that's something our friend Leah talks about a lot Mm -hmm. is just creating this space, creating the container for it. Mm -hmm. And I really think that that's the key. I don't think there's any talent. I don't think there's any thought. It's more meditative and it's like, it feels like channeling almost in a way. Yeah. Yeah. I love what you said that you moved from thinking you needed to sit down and write when you only felt inspired. This is something I shared with Leah as well (laughs) as like, I often feel like I can only do something if I feel inspired to do it. And she really challenged me. And I'm forever thankful to her for this to think about, well, no, what are the gifts that will come when you don't feel inspired and what will come from that moment in that opportunity that you're giving yourself for expression when you don't feel so motivated to do it. And the truth is, is so much, so much really, really good stuff comes from those moments where you just, you just don't feel inspired. So, uh, shout out to Leah for, um, challenging me during one of our podcast recordings and, and reminding me of that truth. And it's something that stuck with me, but I I love also what you talked about in terms of making this intentional space, this, um, space. And, and within that is, I think about giving yourself permission to feel and to connect to that moment. And I'm curious, what does Mm -hmm. your practice look like in terms of creating that intentional space for yourself? For all of us, it's different. But I think if we're just beginning that journey of trying to carve out that space, whether it's true literal space in a moment or a physical space, we often don't know where to start. So I'm curious, how do you begin to create or or craft that for yourself? I love that question. I think it can be it can be anything. It can be from the smallest moment to you can take a weekend to yourself. Mm. Um, as much space as you can give yourself to be alone is ideal um, to connect with your own energy, to make sure you're not processing other people's stuff, which we always are doing. So mm-hmm. if you're doing that, don't feel bad. I, yeah, that's just the nature We're of being human. A hundred percent. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So especially if you're an empathetic person and especially if you maybe identify as someone who's more creative, you might be a little bit more sensitive to other people. So I would say definitely time alone, however you enjoy that the most is like the most important place to start. And it can even be, yeah, like I said, five minutes, a few seconds, just a moment with that intention in mind, connect to yourself. This is just me in here. This is just me in here. Just for a second, give yourself that safe container, just that intention of now I am safe. This moment is like this. I decide this moment is like this. Just this, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Is it sort of like um, reassurance or self-trust? or, um, more like you're going to war, like a declaration, like 
like declaring to yourself in this moment. Yeah. I see what you mean. Like declaring to myself in this moment, like, I'm okay. Like I got this. I'm here. Like, like kind of like shoulders back. Like I, I, like commanding sort of your own space. Commanding. Commanding. Yes. As soon as I, by the way, like as soon as I put my shoulders back, as I literally said that, I was like, oh, it's like commanding, commanding, commanding. That's what it is. Yeah. I literally, I wish, sometimes I wish I could just broadcast across my forehead what goes on in my brain because it's like a little delayed once I say it, but that's literally the that's kind of how songwriting happen. feels too. Sometimes, <laughs> just like which word is it? Okay, which, this what one, is it? No. What is it? Wait, let I me feel embody like, it. Okay, I feel like hmm. you and I need a um, a dictionary slash. Uh, my lisp is about to come out, but I can't say it. Gosh, I can't Thesaurus. do it. Yes, I can't say that word. It's one of the most challenging words for me. It's, but uh, <laughs> I feel like we needed that for this conversation because you and I keep being like, wait, what is that word? How? Do, yeah, that's what it is. It's like commanding. <laughs> it's like commanding your space. And I'm sure in that moment, like once you do that, you feel like a, a general sense of safety in that moment. Is that sort of what you were describing? 100%. Yeah. It's a way of proving to yourself that you have some control mm. because with, with songwriting in particular, it's, you need to feel like, or at least I need to feel mm-hmm. like there's not going to be any interference because mm. it's such a delicate process. And whenever, sometimes if I've allowed a, some interference, it can like really make me feel terrible. And I'm like, yeah. oh no, yeah. I shouldn't yeah. have, I shouldn't have been around other people when I was doing this. Or I shouldn't have shared this in the middle while I was mm. still working on it. Mm. But just to really, for me anyway, that alone time and that sovereignty is essential for creativity. So I want to talk about that word control for a second, because I think it's such a huge word. And I'll speak for myself when I say that so much of my life experience so far on this planet in this lifetime has been about trying to seek out as much control as I can. And the more that I do that, the more that I realize, oh, I actually have zero control. The only thing I have control over is the way in which I choose to express my experience in that moment. And so as you were talking about earlier, your experience songwriting and sitting down and now sharing with us how you create this intentional space where you are commanding the space. And I will forever laugh to myself when I think about that moment we just had recording this, which is going to stay in the podcast, by the way, Um, because we have, it's too funny. Um, The more I think about that, it's really about finding an avenue or an exercise to express yourself, to resolve your emotions, to release control, but recognize the way in which you choose to share what your experience is, is within your control. And when you choose to share it, when you choose to share that level of vulnerability, whether it's a song that you've written, whether it's something that you connect to that you're passionate about, something that you've worked on in your journal, an emotion or experience, a feeling. I mean, you can run the gamut. It doesn't just have to be about music or songwriting. That level of vulnerability, when you choose to share it, is also within your control. But I keep having to tell myself often, and I'm curious if this resonates for you too, Hannah, of like, yeah, I can choose when I'm vulnerable with someone else, but am I holding myself back to my own detriment because I'm trying to control the outcome, right? And so I'm sure... Well, I don't want to assume, but it kind of sounds like when you are ready to share a song that you've written or something that you're excited about, it sounds like you kind of play and you dance in that moment of like, I want to share this, but I am I ready to? And am I going to feel weird if I share it before I'm totally ready? I mean, does that kind of sound <laughs> familiar? Because that's something I experience all, all the time, like constantly. 100%. And also... For me, it feels more like I have a very special relationship with the songs. Yeah. And I feel like I don't want to send them out into the world without mm, they're like your little being baby prepared. Yeah, yeah, that's how it feels. I feel like <laughs> I want everyone to love them and I want everyone to see them and I want them yeah. to feel respected and like they chose the right person. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. I feel like songs like choose us in a way, because yeah. like I said, I don't feel like I'm actively writing it. I feel like yeah. I'm passively writing it. And then maybe I do some editing, but where was I going with that? <laughs> <laughs> 
I think what you were starting to say, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it's a lot about, you know, you feel such a deep connection to your music and to your songs and and wanting to make sure, you know, it's ready when you share it and and feel good and comfortable. Um, and I don't know if this is the right word, but maybe confident about doing so and putting yourself out there in a way that's super vulnerable. That's what it sounded like to me, at least what you were sharing. In a way, yes. But also I think as a performer, mm. I'm more used to just kind of laying it all out there mm-hmm. because like when I sing songs, even that aren't my own, um, in, and in Stockholm where I used to live, there were blues jams every week, multiple times a week. So I would often go sing with a band and there you can really let loose, just sing, pick a blue song that you like and sing mm-hmm. it. And just any time I'm performing at all, even when it's not my gig, something like that, you really feel very vulnerable because mm-hmm. it is like your interpretation of the song, your voice. And for me, I really, I let go. I'm in the moment in order for me to like feel confident performing. I cannot think about how confident I am or not. It has to just be, I'm singing the song. That's literally the only thing happening in the moment. So, and that's kind of terrifying also for me, because I'm actually a pretty shy person. Like I, I'm outgoing and friendly, but I, I'm very hesitant to make myself seem just like, hello, Mm -hmm. it feels very uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. So I have to fight through that. I have to buckle down. I kind of have to turn that part of my brain off. So this like feeling of being really vulnerable with like how you're feeling in the most almost pot- like potentially embarrassing way. I feel like almost I'm like used to that. Like I don't, mm. I've let go of that part anyway. So for, with putting my music out there, it's more like, I want to make sure that I'm respecting the songs mm. and it doesn't, it doesn't feel personal as much. It feels like it's about the songs, especially if it's gone a few weeks or something, then I feel yeah. like, well, now they're their own thing. It didn't necessarily come from me. So I don't know if that answers your question. It totally does. And, and thank you for sharing all of that. I'm curious about the lessons that are learned through music. I, I had a really beautiful conversation with um, a composer. His name is Murray Hittery. And we had this conversation early days of the pandemic, uh, like 2020. And he and I had talked in that conversation about music as a language, which reminds me so much of what you and I are talking about, which is why it sparked sort of this memory for me. And, and something that he and I talked about was looking at our lives and the areas in which we can create harmony, because that's so much about what music is, what complements, what instruments complements another. And, and I think it's this idea that all music has rhythm, right? And, and so do our lives. And so I'm curious as, as you continue to write beautiful songs and, and, share this, this healing power of music, I think, to help us, um, move through our emotions, what lessons maybe stick out to you? Or is there a particular lesson that you've learned, um, through music, um, that has sort of carried you? Because I I think it's so powerful. Absolutely. I mean, songs, I use songs often also as like my personal mantras, if there's something that really resonates with me and one in particular that stands out I think I also mentioned it on Leia's podcast because it's the best example of this is Casey Musgraves' slow burn. Mm-hmm. She says, I'm all right with a slow burn. I'm all right with a slow burn. Um, and that's that was my mantra for a long time because that was really a lesson that I needed to learn and I still need to learn over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. So listening to that song and having the words in combination with the music really, I feel like, got that to click for me in a really deep way where I really felt okay with the slow burn and in terms of my relationship, because I was like, (laughs) speed it up, come on. And But in life, we're all looking to like move really quickly. I mean, I'm probably one of the most impatient people I've ever met. I want everything. (laughs) Like I, listen, I own this about myself. I am not good with patience. So I love that. It's about the slow burn and being okay with it. Yeah. And not needing to rush the process. Exactly. Exactly. And that's still, that still is with me. I mean, I, if I had tattoos, I would get that tattooed on me. Mm -hmm. Mm. So I know you're offering these beautiful blooming soul song sessions. Can we talk a little bit about them? Because 
I think they're so cool. What are, what are they all about for anyone that's not familiar? So these blooming soul song sessions, they, the idea came to me this summer when I realized that I can actually choose when to be inspired. Mm. And I had a friend who was going through something with her boyfriend. And so I thought, Hmm, what if I, I wrote a song for her? Cause like something kind of occurred to me, like a melody, like a little song came to me. And I was like, well, let me maybe tell her make it a little bit nice and then send it to her. And she was like, oh my God. <laughs> her reaction was very good. And <laughs> she said it really, really helped her oh. because it was also a similar situation mm-hmm. um, with the slow burn thing. Um, <laughs> and then I realized, well, if I can do this for her, I could do that for other people too. So I started meeting with people. I started testing it out. And now that became Blooming Soul Song Sessions. So it's really whatever the person who books it wants it to be. But basically I write a two-verse mini song for the person based on what's important to them, what they're going through, what they're moving towards, what they're moving away from, kind of whatever seems important at the time. Because like I said before, with the emotional ladder, Mm-hmm. We're all moving somewhere, hopefully forward. So this blooming is really just trying to get people to whatever that means for them, wherever they are now, just moving in that direction that feels good for them mm. and hopefully feeling a really deep sense of like self-appreciation, self-acceptance, and also a vision for a hope for the future for themselves so and really beautiful. feel that. Yeah. So beautiful because it's this idea, right? That we are constantly blooming. We're constantly growing. And as you allow yourself to bloom and grow and stretch and uh, move in new directions or or push yourself in a new way, um, I always hesitate to say like push yourself, but sometimes it is about pushing yourself, like doing something new and different that feels uncomfortable or allowing yourself to be in a space that feels brand new. This is so great. So as you're blooming, as we're stretching, um, having an additional piece of inspiration or something to um, speak directly to you as a form of therapy, as an opportunity to heal, um, to feel connection. How cool. How exactly. Cool. And one of the most powerful things I think in music is when you can relate to it, right? Mm-hmm. Like we all remember when we're a teenager and we hear that song, that we feel like, oh, someone out there understands my soul. And that feeling of really not being alone is so powerful. And we can really get that through music with the melody and the lyrics together, especially if it's like literally about you and based on stuff that you said and based on things that you feel, it can really be so therapeutic in a way that you can only understand if you've experienced it in a way. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, it's incredible. I can't believe that it actually works. Like every time I'm like, wow, how does this work? But that I can actually do that process for someone else. I didn't think that was possible, but Mm -hmm. I'm so happy that I discovered that. And then I'm doing it. It's like so much fun. And it's also like better for me for writing because it's not about me. I can Mm -hmm. write in a little bit of a different way express myself differently according to someone else's energy. So it doesn't have to reflect me as a person at all. In fact, it shouldn't, but it's filtered through me, their energy filtered through me, which is a whole other thing. I'm just- Yeah. It's so fun. <laughs> as, as you were just sharing that, I, I just started to think about how really, if we break it down behind every lyric, behind every rhythm, uh, every melody, there is a personal story. There is a personal inspiration, right? That fuels, um, that fuels that, that choice made by the artist, by the songwriter. And so for you to have the opportunity to share another story, in that way. I just hope the next time everyone you listen to a, a song or, or a melody or something, it's about taking that step back and recognizing, oh, there's like a, there's like a personal tie from someone else here. Um, either that they felt deeply or they brought their own personal experience and moved it through the music. Oh, it's so exactly. powerful. It's so powerful. Okay, Hannah, this has been amazing. 
I, I want to end this conversation with um, some quick fire type questions. Are you ready for those? I need some like good music to like, to cue us up for this. Okay. So my first one is you shared that Casey Musgraves slow burn has been a mantra for you for so long. Is it still your go-to mantra and affirmation or do you have a new one or, or one that you're carrying with you into 2022? Ooh, I love that. It's not my affirmation anymore so much, although I call to it when I need it Mm -hmm, in emergencies, mm -hmm. but now I actually posted a few weeks ago, my Instagram, I have like a singing affirmation that I do a lot and Mm -hmm. I've had it for a long time, but it's still, it's my number one go-to and should I sing it? (laughs) I mean, by all means, sure. Yes. If you want to, (laughs) it's a singing (laughs) affirmation. So it goes like, I love myself and everybody else. I love myself and everybody else. I love this. The sun shines bright and so do I. I love myself and everybody else. And then you just repeat. I love myself and everybody else. Oh my God. (laughs) Beautiful. Beautiful. Okay. Amazing. Thank you for So I really want to take that energy into 2022. I love myself and everybody else. Yeah. We need that reminder. We need that one. I'm curious if you, if you know your astrology, your sun rising and moon. Yes, I do. I'm a Leo sun, Leo rising and Virgo moon. Oh my God. So much good Leo energy in there, but, um, it's so funny. Okay. All right. I love that. Um, favorite movie. Do you have a favorite movie? One that you watch like all the time? Okay. Yes. By the look on your face. Okay. What is it? Well, I have like a few of them, but singing in the rain and Mary Poppins are like the movies I've seen the most in my life. What did you think of the live action version of Mary Poppins versus the, well, not live action. That's the wrong way to put it. Cause it is live action. Like the newer one versus the classic. I can get this right. <laughs> I haven't seen it. Oh, okay. Watch it at some point and report back and let me know what you thought. I'm I don't nervous. want to spoil it. Is it good? I'm re- like nervous. I don't want, I like I, have been avoiding I don't want to, I don't want to like spoil your experience with my opinion one way or the other, but it's, it, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I think the classics are always the best. Maybe that's the best way for me. To <laughs> I think I would it. hate it. That's why I've been avoiding it. Okay, I think so. it would make me upset. <laughs> Earlier in our conversation, you shared um, some of the songs that you listen to on repeat, but I'm curious if, um, what's the last song you listened to? What is the last song that I listened to? Well, actually, okay, I'm going to plug my own podcast because yes, the episode it, please. that came out the, yesterday, the day before we're recording this, um, was with Galia Arad, and she wrote this incredible song, and she produced it herself. It's called mm. Love Past Him. And it's a breakup song she wrote during the pandemic. And so like a great time to break up, right? Love <laughs> she also, oh, yes. And it's title. based on a typo, which is really interesting. The title, it's really cool. And she describes herself as a combination of Bob Dylan and Britney Spears. And I feel like that's really apt. And she learned production throughout the pandemic and now, and she produced the song herself in sort of mm. a Britney Spears type of style and it has just been in my head for like a week nonstop. And it's like such a jam. It's so All right, good. I'm listening to that one as well. As soon as we get off this recording, I have so much yeah. good music to tune into right now. Yes. I'm um, going to send you so many things. Please <laughs> do like send me all the good resources and I'll put them in the show notes as well. All right. My last and final question for you. And this is one, this is a question I ask everybody um, that comes on Seek the Joy podcast. And that is, what is your biggest dream? What is my biggest dream? Literally, I'm not sure how to answer this on which level because I could go so big. I mean, go as big as you want, whatever, whatever stands out. For me personally, I would love to create fo- like folklore centers around the world, community centers based on the local culture, folklore culture, where people can get together and exchange like services and also like celebrate their music and just a lot of free cultural things Mm -hmm. like everywhere. That's Mm -hmm. like my big world domination vision. And that will (laughs) eventually lead to world peace through a lot of other steps that I skipped. 
Beautiful because it's about sharing the power of music and these resources and opportunities, I think, um, to connect. And it's so funny, like, as you were just mentioning that, I I realized like, we didn't talk about Balkan folk music and we didn't talk about like, like how long you've been immersed in this world of music. So now I'm thinking you and I might have to do a part two because there's so much more to your journey and to your story. So Hannah, thank you for coming on. Seek the Joy Thank podcast. Thank you so much. I have I have loved this, and I just um, I'm just so appreciative of our conversation. So, can you share where everyone can find you, connect, um, check out these Blooming Soul sessions, find your podcast, um, and and dive into to more of of you and and your work. Yes. Well, thank you so much for having me. This flew by. I love this. I knew this would be fun, and this was even more fun than I thought it would mm-hmm. be. So, thank you so so much. Okay. So I am self-help songwriter on Instagram, YouTube, and.com where you can sign up for my newsletter, look more up about, read up about Blooming Soul song sessions. And the podcast is also self-help songwriter podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts and on Spotify, the only music I have out is under Hannah Francis and the Sedations, which is my Mm. band love it okay everything is going to be in the show notes so you can either go right underneath this podcast or head on over to seekthejoypodcast.com slash show notes and everything will be there and hannah this was so wonderful i took so much literally all like the heart like i took so much from this conversation but i think for me it just feels like music can be this beautiful tool and teacher for healing and self-expression and if you allow yourself this opportunity to create space to either experience that element of expression or project it out into the world. It is such a beautiful gift. So thank you for this. This was wonderful. Thank you so much for having me. This is a joy. (laughs) I found it. Seek the Joy podcast is a production of Seek the Joy Media and created, produced, and hosted by me, Sydney Weiss. You can tune into all of our episodes on your favorite podcast platform. And if you're enjoying the show, hit follow and leave us a five-star rating and review. Make sure to join the community, join the conversation on our social media channels, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. We are at Seek the Joy Podcast everywhere. And don't forget, you can actually watch today's new episode and all of our episodes on our brand new YouTube channel. Click that link in the show notes to subscribe and tune in. As always, thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. And I'll see you right back here next week for another Seek the Joy Tuesday. Tuesday.